If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew. I think we're going to get into chapter 17. If you have a pen, you need to get it because it's going to require you to write some things down the next few weeks because our goal is to be able to give you this handout so you can fill, help fill it out and then you can also have it to where you can look back on and refer to as you need it. We're going to talk a little bit about faith today. Um, we've been talking about the righteousness that was by faith. I'm just going to give you a little review. Habakkuk 2.4 says, but the righteous one will live by faith. And there's three different places in the New Testament that that is, that is listed. And it's Romans chapter 1 verse 17, uh, Galatians 3.11 and Hebrews 10.38. And they all say the righteous one will live by faith. So we are the righteousness of God. If you've given your life and heart to Jesus Christ and he is your Lord and Savior, Jesus is your Lord. Amen. Can we give him a hallelujah shout of praise today? Hallelujah. And, um, and so he's our, he's our God. And, and the, the spiritual blessings come from having faith in him. Come from having faith in him. But I want to jump right in this today because there's three things that faith does. There's many other things, but I'm just going to give you three of them today. Three things that faith does. And if you've got the, your, your, your hand out there, faith, the word, the definition, you can look at it. It means persuasion, credence, moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God. It means reliance upon Jesus for salvation. You're not going to find salvation any other way except for through Jesus Christ. That's how it's built. That's how it's designed. That's how it's been since Jesus came back, paid our penalty of sin on the cross, tore the veil, walked into the Holy of Holies. There's a whole, there's a whole background of everything that took place with the mercy seat and, and shed his blood for us that we could become the righteousness of God. So turn to your neighbor and say, your righteousness. You are, you are God's righteousness. So we're going to talk a little bit about faith. Everybody say faith. It means truth or confidence in him. You've got to have confidence in God. We've got to have the confidence in truth that it is Jesus and it's about Jesus. Number one, faith overcomes the world. I didn't know if you can see that, okay? I wanted to see how that red come out. Faith overcomes the world. But that word that goes in there is overcomes. Faith overcomes the world. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. I left it there for you. It says, whoever has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And it says, our faith. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Verse 5, it says, who is the one who overcomes the world? But the one who believes in Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's who overcomes the world. So when you believe in Jesus, we are overcomers of the world. How many of you know there's, we, we want you to be more than conquerors. We want you to be overcomers of the situations and the circumstance. So when life comes our way, and how many of you know life has some stuff, don't it? Life can throw you a curveball, it can throw you a fastball, it can throw you a little floater. Either way, that, that just kind of, that you can barely miss or try to hit it, and you might barely miss it or you foul it off the first time, second time, third time, fourth, fifth time. Eventually, you're going to be able to hit that thing. 
John 6, 33, I've got that on your handout. It says, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. And in the world you will have tribulation. Remember, I, we, I, I, we were look, I looked that up in the Greek and, 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 and it means, it, it literally means through tribulation. What did I tell you that it meant earlier? Anybody? Okay, good. You're good. Awesome. Good job. You get a little gold star right there. So it, me, it means pressure. In this world, you're going to have pressure. There's going to be pressures. Aren't we in a place of pressure? We're in a place of pressure. The economy's putting pressure on everybody's wallet, everybody's pocketbook, everybody's savings, everybody's investments. Whatever these things are, it's putting pressure on that. We, we went through a COVID situation where there was pressure on everybody. Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Do I get this? Do I do that? Do I, how, do I, how do I treat? this whole situation that's going on in the world itself. There's pressure. There's always pressure. We just came through a, a Supreme Court decision that to overturn Roe v. Wade, and there's pressure on this group and pressure on that group, and there's, it seems like there's just pressure and pressure and pressure. I need to tell you guys, you need to get out and vote. Get out and vote. If you don't vote, then don't blame me. Amen? Because we need to get out and vote, and we need to be able to vote. The conservative values are under pressure. Your freedom of speech is under pressure. Your freedom to bear arms is under pressure. All these things are under pressure. Can you begin to live like you want to live? It's all under pressure. Everything is under pressure. The government wants to come in. They want to be able to tell you exactly what to do, how to do it, what to believe, what not to believe, and even control the media. That's under pressure. So he says, this world, in this world, there's going to be tribulation. He said, but take courage. He said, I have overcome the world. Jesus was speaking in John chapter 6 here. And he said, I've overcome that world. This, the, the word Philippus literally means pressure. It means figuratively or literally pressure. It also means to be crowded, to crowd out. To crowd out. How many of you know there's some things trying to crowd out your peace? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like there's things. You turn on the news and it's going to crowd, try to crowd out your peace. This is happening and that's happening. And it's all about, uh, all about bringing you to a place of pressure. He says, have good courage because I've overcome the world. Let's just thank Jesus. Come on. Let's just give him a hand clap of praise. I know you got a bunch of stuff in your hands today, but I want to just thank him for that. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. It says, for by grace you've been saved through what? Faith. Everybody, faith. And this is not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. In other words, you can't earn it of yourselves. Christ is the one that's paid the penalty for, for, for us to be able to be saved. He says it's a gift from God, not the results of work, so no one can boast. But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that you would walk in them. So question for you today. Is it about big faith? Is it about having this great big huge faith or is it about exercising the faith we have? And that's the other word that goes in there. It's exercising. It's exercising the faith we have. Because a lot of times we're like, well, you know, you preacher, you're supposed to have a big old faith, a big old faith. There's some areas I got some big faith for. 
I can step out and do some things and feel like that God's called me to, but I'm just like you. There are other things that I, that I struggle being able to step out or struggle being able to have faith for that. There's some people that, 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 have, that have faith for do, do big, big, big things, and there's some people that are, barely have the faith to be able to get by enough to get to church, be able to overcome the things that they're dealing with, to be able to overcome the past or some of the situations that they deal with. So what's it mean to exercise our faith? Anybody? What's it mean to exercise? If we want to build a muscle, if I want to build my biceps, am I going to do it? How am I going to do that? I'm I'm going to have to exercise it, right? I'm going to have to do something that puts strain on the muscle so the muscle can actually, the the whole concept is for it to, you to break it down so it builds it back even stronger. It makes it even stronger when you do it. Actions that would line up with faith is what actually we're looking at being able to exercise. Actions that will line up with my faith. Actions that will line up with my faith. That if I believe God and I believe that his word is true and he says that I can overcome, then I can overcome. Because he's overcome, you can overcome. Oh, come on. That's a good word for somebody here today. Because he's overcome, you can overcome. Because he's already paid the penalty, because he's already made a way, we just got to begin to walk through that way. We've got to begin to walk through it. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 17. I want to look at verses 14 through 20, and we'll go from there, because this is actually about what many of you know as the mustard seed of faith. Matthew chapter 17. We'll also probably get into Mark, and we'll also probably get into Luke. Matthew chapter 17. Let's read through verses 14 through 20. When they came to the crowd, a man came up to Jesus, falling on his knees before him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and very ill, and he often falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Where are you going with this, Pastor Eric? They, could not, they couldn't cure him. First of all, I want to set something for you real quick. You, before this had happened, question for you. Come of you Bible scholars. Where's Robert at? Oh, okay. How many disciples were there before Jesus got there? Anybody know? I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. Twelve disciples were with Jesus, right? But there was nine that were there. There was nine that were trying to cast out demons. There were nine that were trying to bring healing to this young boy. You know why? Because if you read just before that, Jesus had been to the mountain of transfiguration. And who was with him? Peter, James, and John. There were three disciples with Jesus. We're going to see this here when we go back and read. There was three disciples that were with Jesus. And you remember the Mount of Transfiguration? They got up there, and then all who showed up? Elijah showed up, didn't he, huh? And Moses showed up, and he showed up, and, and Jesus is having a conversation with them. And Peter and James and John, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a, 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 a disciple and looking at Christ, and they're having this conversation, right? And there's Peter. You know, Peter's, Peter, Peter's amazing. Peter was like, hey, maybe we can just make a tabernacle. We can just hang out here and this is all be good right he's like it's like guys i can get the boys together and we can go ahead and build it we'll get it all done well 
we'll get it taken care of. And Jesus is there with Elijah and Moses. And I'm not going to go into the background of what all was taking place on that transfiguration. But that's what had happened just before when we get to Matthew 17, verse 14. So what's happened, and there's a crowd there. There's a crowd that's there, and this young boy comes in, and the father, and he's saying, I need somebody to heal my child. And he goes to the disciples, and they can't get him healed. And now the, 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 the I want to say the Pharisees, actually the scribes are there, and the crowd is getting bigger because there is nine disciples that are there, and none of them have the chance or the opportunity to get him healed. You ever prayed for somebody and nothing seemed to take place? Sure. These nine were after this. Now all of a sudden the crowd is looking at it and they're thinking, what? What would you think about God when you're like, they didn't heal. He didn't, they can't get that boy healed. And then all of a sudden this multitude of people are here and who comes in? Jesus and his three close disciples. So all of a sudden they come in. Are you with me? transfiguration, they come down. Jesus tells them, don't be telling nobody about this. Don't say nothing about this. Not now. Later, you can tell them about what happened. And now all of a sudden, they come in to a multitude of people. Are you with me? Stay with me because I want us to look at it and pick it up in the Word of God. Because you see they come in. And this guy comes up to Jesus because he sees him. That's Jesus. I'm here to tell you, when we get in trouble... We need to run to Jesus. When we get in trouble, we need to say, God, I'm seeking you. When things are difficult in our life, we've just got to continue to seek him. He goes on and he says, he tells them about his son. He said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and he said, you unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked him and the demon came out of him and the boy was cured at once. And then the disciples came up to Jesus privately and he said, why could we not drive him out? Verse 20, and he said to them, because of your littleness of your faith, the size of a mustard, or excuse me, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Hold that right there. I want you to go to Mark chapter 9, because I want us to look at Mark's account of the same incidents. Mark chapter 9. Verse 14, when they came back to the disciples, they saw, remember the situation? A large crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. They were probably arguing and saying, you guys, are, you guys have been hanging out with Jesus and Jesus is healing people and, and you're supposed to be healing people and setting them free. And we're, we're, What's going on with you? Why are you not? Why isn't this happening with you? And they're trying to discredit the things of God. You ever had anybody come up to you and try to discredit the things of God? Sure, I've had people try to do that quite a bit with me. He says, immediately then the entire crowd saw him, and they were amazed and began running up to greet him. The entire crowd. 
saw Jesus, it was like, okay, all right. <laughs> Imagine the disciples, you know, they were like, there's Jesus. <laughs> I know there's sometimes we get together and it's like, let's pray. And they're like, pastor, pray. <laughs> I'm like, what, you can't pray? <laughs> I'm like, we're supposed to be teaching you to be able to pray. You need to pray because there's times where you can't go, well, let me call pastor and see if I can get it. No, you're going to have to get that inside of you that when pastor's not around, that you can be able to do it. And they, they went through this. So now they're looking at Jesus and they're, here he comes. Here he comes. And who's probably with him? Peter, James, and John. There was him and those three disciples. And he says, immediately the entire crowd came to him, and they were amazed, and they began running up to greet him. And he asked them, what are you discussing with them? And one of the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son, possessed with a spirit, which makes him mute. And whatever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. I told your disciples to cast it out, and they couldn't do it. And he answered them and he said, Oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him. When he saw him immediately, the spirit threw him into convulsions, falling to the ground. And he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Y'all see what's happening here? And when somebody acts a little bit different or acts a little bit crazy, we avoid them. I'm here to tell you, God is a God of deliverance and he will deliver people. I've seen it, been involved in it, watched it take place, watched some of the things, very things that we're looking at, what Jesus has saw himself. And in verse 21, one, and he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood, it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him that what? Believes or has faith. Immediately the boy's father cried out and he said, I do believe. Help my unbelief. You know what I love so much about this part right here? It's because the father was honest. Sometimes we'll go through a Christianese thing and we'll say this or say that to make it sound good instead of just being really honest with Jesus. Say, I'm struggling. I'm hurting. I don't know how to overcome this. I'm dealing with my thoughts and I'm dealing with this situation in my life. And this man was so honest. I mean, it was his child. His child that he'd seen, that, that he dealt with, that he would throw himself into the fire and throw himself into the water or try to jump off a cliff or whatever those things might be. And how many of you know he dealt with that for many, 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 many years? But his honesty, his transparency. And Jesus saw what the crowd was rapidly gathering and he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it, you deaf and mute spirit. I command you to come out of him and do not enter him again. After crying out and throwing him into terrible convulsions, it came out. <laughs> Y'all want to do deliverance? There's some stuff that happens. There's stuff that happens, but look at, look at what else happens. 
He came out of the body or the boy and it became like a corpse so that most of them said he's dead. So here's Jesus. The father comes up to him and tells about the son and he starts casting, commanding that spirit to come out in the name of Jesus. That deaf and dumb spirit, it has to come out in the name of Jesus. And he starts convulsing or whatever might happen. You might say, it's a seizure. People will, Mario, should I go there? I don't know, you know. Sometimes we will look at things from, from a, a scientific or, or psychological standpoint, and it's a spiritual issue. It's a seizure. We just need to give him some more medication. No, that thing needs to be cast out. So all of a sudden, he's convulsing, right? That's, I'm just telling you what the Bible says, right? He convulses, right? And he falls out like a dead man. I was thinking the scribes were like, oh, see, Jesus, he got him out all right, but the kid's dead. That's what they were saying. He might have cast out that spirit, but now the kid's dead. How did that work? And they're looking at all of the disciples, and they're looking all at the crowd. And I love this because he, how many of you know he wasn't dead? He goes on right here, and it says, it said he's dead, but Jesus took him by the hand. <laughs> I love it. He took him by the hand, and he raised him, and he got up. How many of you know people were like, yeah, 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 I told you you wouldn't be able to get him out. Oh, Jesus did it. Oh, what? Oh, now he's dead. Now he's dead. How many of us, something happens in our life, and it's good, and all we can see is the bad? Well, this happened to me, but, uh, you know, where was God? Because this happened. Well, now he's dead. They may have looked at the father. I don't know. They may have looked at the father and said, what are you going to do? Your son's dead. Jesus is like, I got this. Come on, get up. And when he got up, <laughs> I just would be like, oh, baby, there's my, you know, the disciples were like, uh-huh. You know, it'd be like, well, us, when our team scores a winning touchdown at the end of the game, you know, with, with two seconds left to go, and we win. We win, right? We win. It'd be like, oh, yeah, so look, that, that demon can't hang with Jesus. Even death can't even hang with Jesus. Come on, somebody. It's like hearing the other disciples, and I'm just thinking, Peter, James, and John are probably standing back there watching the other nine because you know what they went through, nobody else knew. And they couldn't tell him. He couldn't walk over to, to Bartholomew and say, Hey, Bart, we were, we were with Jesus a little while ago. You should see Moses showed up and Elijah showed up and we were going to build a tabernacle and there was the glory of God came and it was just like all of this. They couldn't say anything. All they were doing was watching Jesus and what was he doing? He raised him from the dead. Picked him up is what they thought. Jesus took him by the hand, raised him, he got up. And then when he came into his house, I'm going to mess up with your theology, theology because some believe that that was Jesus' home. Some people are like, Jesus ain't got no home. He came into the house. There's some times where he uses the word house, and it could very well have been his house. He came into the house. His disciples began questioning him privately. Why could we not drive it out? And he said to this, this kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. There's other versions that say prayer and fasting. That was added into, fasting was added in to the, to the scripture. Go with me to Luke chapter 9. I'm almost done for you guys. Luke chapter 9. I just get so excited when I begin to start reading these things and I start looking at them and I'm like, this is so much fun to watch what Jesus did. Luke chapter 9. 
37. There's a transfiguration in verse 28 through 36. On the next day of the week, they came down from the mountain. A large crowd had met him. A man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only boy. Now we found out a little bit more that he's his only son. Sound familiar? And a spirit seizes him and suddenly screams, and it throws him into convulsions with foaming at the mouth, and only with difficulty does it leave him, mauling him as it leaves. I begged your disciples to cast it out, and they could not. What? They couldn't cast it out. And Jesus answered, and he said, You unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. While he was still approaching, the demon slammed him to the ground and threw him into convulsions. How many of you guys turn your eyes towards Jesus and you head to that direction and all hell breaks loose? I was following God. I, I made up a decision on Sunday. I'm following Jesus. And then on Monday, all hell broke loose. Are you with me? The convulsions were taking place. Why? Because the demonic got involved or the situations that you had to deal with. All of a sudden, you got to deal with those things. These convulsions that began to take place. How many of you know? Threw them to the ground in convulsions. Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and he healed the boy and he gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. But while everyone was marveling at all that he had done or was doing, he said to his disciples, let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. How many of you know Jesus had his mind on some other things also? It's not uncommon for us to have our mind on other things. He had his mind on other things. They didn't understand, verse 5. They didn't understand this statement. And it was concealed from them and that they wouldn't perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this statement. Angel, I'm going to have you come and play. So we talked about, was it just about big faith? Jesus is saying, ye of little faith, little faith. And what, when you look at it and break it down, it's like short bursts. Anybody know what I'm saying? I've, I've had this. I've dealt with this. It's like short bursts. It's like, I got faith for this. Well, then there's convulsions and everything else, and maybe I don't. I got faith to overcome, and then things happen. Uh, the symptoms show up, and I'm not really walking in my health and healing. Oh, maybe I don't. I got faith to break out of this addiction or bondage, and you take one step out, and things get worse. Oh, come on, somebody. Look, I can tell you from, from, from experience that when you go to quit something, it's like there is a desire that says when you can't have it, you want it. Am I talking to anybody in here? Anybody had the same thing? I know you're afraid to say, oh, that was me, that was me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, what we talked about. I remember the time that I was going to quit smoking, and the more I thought about quitting smoking, the more I wanted to smoke. And some of y'all may be dealing with that yourselves. When we start focusing on that, we empower what we focus on. We empower what we focus on. So when we're talking about faith and we're talking about the big faith, he's not saying you've got to have this big old faith. You've got to have this little faith, this little faith, a little as a mustard seed. And some of you know the background of the mustard seed. The mustard seed is just a little bitty tiny seed, but it grows up into one of the biggest herbs, an herb classification, 
and it gets so big enough that the trees can, the, the birds can come and rest on it. That it will support them. That it will hold them. See, what we are talking about here today is we're talking about an increase. Everybody say increase. We're talking about an increase. Say increase. We're talking about an increase. Somebody needs to say increase. We're talking about an increase of our faith. That through the situations that I come up against today, tomorrow, this week, it's designed to increase my faith in who Jesus is and who he says he is in his word and who he is to me. It's about increase. It's about empowerment. Everybody say empowerment. It's an empowerment. He wants us to empower us. He wants us to empower us with faith. So not only there's an increase. See, we're supposed to go from faith to faith to faith. So we may start out at a little mustard seed faith, and then we get a little bit more faith. Come on, somebody. And then we get a little bit more faith, and then we get a little bit more faith. And there may be some things in our lives that you may not realize that all of a sudden you are growing and you're maturing, and God is empowering you, and you can begin to step out of what you couldn't step out of before or didn't have faith for before. Is anybody hearing me today? I want to have your eyes to see and your ears to be able to hear that God's wanting us to grow. He wants us to to increase our faith. He wants to empower us to to, to grow our faith. So what's tomorrow going to bring? It's going to bring some faith growing. You're going to come up against some things tomorrow, and I hope you'll handle it and say, that's just a faith grower. I'm going to get through it. That word that I heard from the doctor, it's just a faith grower. I'm going to get through it. The employment situation that I'm dealing with, that's a faith grower. I'm going to get through it. Come on, somebody. If somebody's going to bring across your life and their lives are going to be messed up and you're going to be able to say, wait a minute, God is with you and he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And you're going to continue to grow in faith, in trust and confidence that it is who he says he is and he does what he says he'll do. Everybody say faith. See, that's what faith is about. He's not only empowering us, he's wanting us to grow. Are you growing in your faith? Have you gotten stagnant? I, I believe that the testimonies today were to help you grow in your faith. You know what? There's that mustard seed. All I was doing this morning with the testimonies was watering it. Watering it. We got some beautiful flowers out back. I wish I could show them to you. I should take pictures and they'll cross the front. You know, they're not because of me. They're because Shelly's watered them. Every day she's out there watering. And I thought, what are we doing with our faith to water that every day? And are we thinking, nah, it's good enough. I'm too lazy. I don't want it watered. Guess what? If it was up to me, them flowers would be dead. It would be dead. But Shelly's amazing, wonderful. She waters those flowers. And them things are growing and they're growing I mean, the ones in the front, I got the little path just to kind of get through, just to get to the door because they're overtaken. They're beautiful. And I look at that and I thought about my faith. Is my faith like those flowers or is my faith like a dead plant? I want your faith to be increased. I want your faith to be growing. I want you to be empowered. I want you to be encouraged. I'm encouraging in your faith today. 
What is it that's in front of you that you're looking at and you're thinking, I don't know if I can get through it. I don't know if I can go through it. I don't know if I can get over it. I don't know. It might have been something in your past 30 years ago, and you're saying, I don't know if I can get through it. I'm here to tell you, you can not only get through it, you can get over it. You can move past it, and it won't control you because you're empowered and growing and encouraged in your faith to go from one level of faith to a next level of faith. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than y'all amen and out there. My little preacherisms are fun, but it's serious. I want you to look at your life. God, you're still here, so your life's not over. Amen? If your life is over, you wouldn't be here. You'd be, hopefully, you'd be in a cloud of witnesses. You'd be in a cloud of witnesses, cheering us on. Go where it go. I want you to take a step in your growth of faith. If God said it, that settles it. If I saw, if he can do it, I can do it. If she can do that, and she loves God, I can do it. If they can overcome this situation, I can overcome this situation. See, the world's throwing curveballs. Remember the first one is overcoming the world? Faith helps us overcome the world. The world's going to throw some stuff at us, but I got news for you. I'm an overcomer. I got any overcomers in this place today? Say, I'm an overcomer. Come on, say it loud enough so the devil hears us. Amen? I'm an overcomer. Say it with me. I'm an overcomer, everybody. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm going to be the Timex watch. I'm going to take the licking and keep on ticking. I'm going to rise up when I need to rise up. I'm going to, I'm going to seek God in a way that I haven't sought Him before. I'm going to begin to start getting in the Word of God. I'm going to start meditating on the Word of God. I'm going to start thinking, and my thoughts are going to line up with the Word of God. And then all of a sudden, faith will begin to rise. Faith will begin to grow. Faith will begin to increase. Faith is the substance of things what? Hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is going to bring it into the seen realm. We're going to pull it out of that spiritual realm into the seen realm. I'm, I'll use Tennille real quickly, uh, and, and I hope you'll forgive me later if I mess up. But she saw in her spirit that she wanted to have a dance company. And, 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 and 20 years ago it wasn't there but she was taking some measures in faith and she was believing God for see what I mean so it was out there in the hope realm Would I, can I say that it was out here now all of a sudden it came from the hope well hope realm it's really not all of a sudden it's what years of preparation and what God was doing it got pulled from the hope realm into the natural realm and whoop there it is <laughs> there it is Jimmy's like there it is you know, we've been praying. We've been believing for some things. We've been standing for some things. But I'm here to tell you, we can pull that faith. They'll pull that out of that realm and put it into this realm. And all of a sudden, you're going to break out. And you're going to break into what God has for you. And you're going to say, oh, I can walk a little freer. I'm no longer in bondage to this thing or that thing. It might have had me then, but it don't have me now. But I'm going to continue to walk in faith because I'm a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than an overcomer because... I'm walking in the faith of God. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Stand up to your feet today. I'm just so encouraged. 
I'm so encouraged that, um, I mean, now you, you want to have some faith? You call me up, text me. I'm going to start shooting you some faith stuff. I'm going to like, wait a minute. You can do it. You can do it. You can. You can do it. You can do it. You can. You can do it. You can do it. You can. You can overcome that thing. You can be like that little red train that we, we heard about years ago. You can be like whatever that whatever it is that, that, that's last. All of a sudden, you can become first. And God's saying, you know what? You're going to overcome that because we're growing in faith. I want to go on a journey with you guys. I want, I want to continue to increase my faith. I want to continue to grow my faith. I want to continue to believe God for farther and beyond all I could ever ask or think. That's what he says he, he wants us to be able to do. So Jesus looked at his disciples. And I don't know how his inflection and his tone or his, his mannerisms were. But it was like, you just don't get it. We're going to get it. I want to be those that say, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to increase it. And I'm going to grow it. And then when my days are over, whether Christ comes back or I go to meet him soon, it's going to be I've increased and grown my faith. And I believe he's going to say to me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Because I'm increasing and I'm growing my faith. What about you today? Just close your eyes a moment. Maybe you some like the scribes. Maybe you're some like the scribes where they were just making fun of what was taking place. Maybe you're some that you're just kind of waiting on God to do something. Maybe you're even like the disciples where you tried to pray and, and get that thing out and it wouldn't go yet. Yet. Because we see many chapters down in the book of the New Testament that the disciples then began to start casting out demons. And they, did, they had to go, Terry. They couldn't stay. Peter would walk by people and his shadow would heal people. I'm like, that is so awesome. Well, maybe you're like the disciples where he says there's just a little bit of faith. But if you have a little bit of faith, you can speak to that mountain. You can speak to that situation. You can speak to that addiction or bondage or you can speak to those mindsets that you're, that, that you're having. Or you can speak to those doubts and inhibitions. Or you can think, speak to all those things, the lies of the enemy. And that all of a sudden becomes bigger than your faith. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's you today. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if that's you. I just know you're out there. And I want you to know that God knows and he's saying, hey, you may just have a little bit of mustard seed faith. Go ahead and begin to start speaking to that mountain. So, Father, today, as we're studying about faith, as we're learning about faith, I declare that faith is beginning to grow within us. I'm thanking you, God, that you're taking a Petri dish and, and you're beginning to stir it up and that faith is beginning to grow with inside us. And there's nothing that can stop it once it starts growing. It's like, uh, it's like a, a yeast. It's like the Word of God that continually brings increase in our lives. And we're stirring that up within you. I'm stirring it up within you. I say stir it up within you, within you, within you, within you, within you, within you. Stir it up, 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 stir it up. Stir it up right now within you that that faith is growing in you and that you're, you're you're going to begin to look at it this week and go okay i can do this i can overcome this with christ i can do this let me let me re repreface that with christ i can do this 
Because we try to do it in ourselves. Mm. Maybe you're here and you've been trying to do some stuff yourself. Maybe you've been trying to do some stuff yourself. Maybe you're trying to do some. Maybe you're just, maybe it may not be maybe. Maybe you are doing some things yourself and you know you messed it up. And it's time to give it to God. And it's time to walk with Him. If that's you today, just, just talk to the Lord. Just say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me for doing stuff myself. Just ask Him for forgiveness of you being having your way or not surrendering. Sometimes we do it ourselves because we don't want to surrender to what God has for you. Maybe you're here today and you need to surrender to the Lord. Just say, I give up. I give up. You got me, God. You got me. And then let him have him. All of you. Let him have all of you. So, Father, I thank you for your people here today. Those are joining us online. That our faith is growing. Our faith is increasing. Our faith is empowering us. Our faith is making us stronger. Even that sometimes when we're weak, we know that your word says that when we're weak, you're strong. And in you, we move and breathe. In you, I'm able to overcome. In you, I'm able to conquer. In you, I'm able to, to, to overcome the, the, the lies that the enemy has told me for many, many years. And God, I ask you to speak a blessing now. I speak a blessing over your people. I pray, Father, that you will bless them. Encourage them. Make your light shine upon them. Be with them through their, through their trials and the, the pressures of this life, the difficulty. You said you'd never leave us, Jesus, nor you said you'd never forsake us, and you're going to be with us. And we're able to take that faith and walk the rest of this week and the upcoming months and days and months ahead in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise now if you don't have nothing in your hands? Everybody say faith. Say I am growing in my faith in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. We love you. We bless you. We look forward to some testimony this next week.